What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Running and Gunning Podcast. First one of 2024. We are stoked to have you joining us. I am in the booth with Logan Sandburn, back back from uh, his little hiatus or however it's been for the past couple months. But, man, we've missed you, dude. What's going on? What's up? I have missed uh, you and everybody else. It's I had to remember or like it took me like 10 minutes to get everything set up again. I was like, I don't I can't remember what I was doing. It's been what, three months, I think, since I, uh, I guess I've been on. I feel like it, around just, our like elk hunts around September, it's pretty yeah, much the whole hunting I season. Just, I decided to take a sabbatical, you know, um, yeah. and it's it's just been busy. I when I went back to work uh, like normal work on night shift it's just it's a pain for me to be able to make the time uh when i you know have to be at work at like 9 p.m so it's it's been fun and we we're just like everybody else understaffed so i'm working a shit ton but it is what it is um we're gonna make the most of it going forward and so i just wanted to i guess uh say that like i look forward to getting back into the swing of things um so let's talk about uh since i've been gone the last three months hunting season basically like you said the whole thing uh what's what's been going on was cool um whitetails yeah yeah, i've just i've had a good season (laughs) it's been probably like the best season and the hardest season of my life um so there's that I mean, I've had more like mature buck encounters than I've ever had, which is cool. Um, just, I always, I feel like I was really, the weather I think had a, a major play in a lot of it. Um, the, we didn't really have like super good weather when I was available to hunt. And then for some outlying reason, I feel like every time that, uh, I really should have been in the woods. I was trying to be like Mr. Dad and, and family time, uh, I guess for feeling guilty for like, you know, doing the elk hunt and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I think that was a major part. I think it, had I been able to hunt a couple of days that I didn't, I think I probably would have would have had success. And yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm still on the grind. It's not over. I'm going to hunt in the morning. Um, going to go basically dive into a, a bedroom. Uh, hopefully this buck's in there. I don't know. I haven't, haven't had him on camera for a few days, but I have a hunch that, um, that he's hanging out on this side of the farm. I did, I've been glassing and I haven't seen him in the field. So I think he's just staying out of the field and kind of hunkering back. So I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I think the weather is better now. I mean, it's, it's yeah. definitely getting colder at night and everything. Uh, it stayed pretty, pretty chilly today. It's, dude, a, a nice snow or a snow would be really nice. I know, man. I wish. I don't know. In the next two, I mean, we've got two weeks to make it happen. So I'm, I've got my fingers crossed, hoping for that because that would make things a lot better. But I mean, I'm same for me. I'm, I'm still on the grind, still trying to uh, make things happen. But it's, <laughs> it's again back to time, like you just said. It's, it's difficult to be in the woods at the right time when you've got all these other things going on. And then that plays into (laughs) the whole mentality of like, 
<laughs> you're doing other stuff and you're like, man, I should really be in the woods right now. And so you're, you're yeah. not even able to focus on what, what you're actually uh, getting into. I mean, but, what do you feel like you did best like this year? What do you, are you proud of yourself uh, for some things? I mean, I know you had some good encounters, yeah. um, you know, I, even though you haven't been on here, you and I've been keeping up. Um, yeah. Why don't you share some of that stuff, man? So I know what I've done in the past, I, when I've, I wouldn't say got desperate, but like when I don't have immediate success, I tend to just hop. So like location hop, uh, property hop, and I'll just be like, oh, I'm going to throw a sit here and oh, I'm going to throw a sit here and I'm going to try and catch something basically. And that's really playing into the get lucky cards. And that's not what we're about, right? So I think one of the big changes that I made and something that I'm proud of myself for for this season is sticking it out to one property and one, uh, trying to basically figure it out. So sitting in different spots or scouting around in different spots and really focusing on putting those puzzle pieces together of like, okay, the deer were here tonight on this wind or they weren't here tonight on this wind um like this is what the wind's doing in this certain spot when as soon as that sun goes down uh or you know goes dips below the trees like the wind changes and different stuff like that like really trying to get those like that extra little bit that i think was preventing me from having success in the past um mm -hmm. or at least not seeing the mature deer that I'm after. So I think obviously I didn't put those puzzle pieces together, but I feel like I at least got the, got the pieces, yeah, <laughs> you know, like on the you, board. You feel like next year with the information gained, <laughs> like you'll capitalize in that area, like at the right time is kind of what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way yeah. about like the, the one place I spent, a, a lot of time this year, um, a property that I had, I like, I've, I've, kn I know of a few places that like, if I get a deer on camera here or there, like I know next year, like what I need to do. And I also, I'm kicking myself in the ass because the buck I'm trying to kill was completely killable early season. And I think that's another major flaw that I have in my book. It's like, I've kind of learned this year, like, Hey man, if you got a deer that you'd be happy with to kill late season, maybe I need to just kill him early instead of trying to wait for a giant, you know? And it's like, I think that's kind of what my mentality for Kentucky is going to be in the future is like, if I do get a buck that's over 140 or something like that, or, you know, around like the one fit, it just depends on the scenario, but I'd rather kill earlier. I think it's way easier. I'd rather spend my time, uh, you know, realistically not hunting in late season i'd rather kill one early kill one during the rut and be done with it because this sucks <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm gonna be straight I, up I, I i would much rather shoot does and shit like late season i think that's a lot more fun and easy um it's been a, it's been tough dude and it's, it really is like comes down to a little bit of luck too because for whatever rhyme or reason the deer i'm trying to kill has been killable but he's just random dude and it's like if I do kill him, it will partly play in luck. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's just, he's all over the place. There's nothing, 
patternable about him. Yeah, I I think I feel the the same way that like getting it done early because I've spent so much time or so much I guess like mental energy with all of the stress of such a long season over season mm-hmm. after season after season for me at least that it's just like if if I can put the like extra effort in early that that'll pay off without not having I guess having to hunt late uh just being Mm -hmm. able to go out and enjoy it and like you said like shoot does or you know whatever it is that I want to do maybe take somebody else out or um whatever but I know that we've we've talked about this but or you and I have but for me I've kind of taken away my early season here in Kentucky because I've been focused on elk hunts so much for the last three or four years, I guess. So I've hunted now four years. And I mean, really, I only started hunting the way that I'm hunting now for whitetails here in Kentucky, probably 2019. So you're right. looking at <laughs> the majority I'm, of the time not, where you're, where you're yeah, elk hunting. So it really threw I'll a wrench say, in, in my plans. I mean, I'll be dead honest with you. Yeah. Cause you know, especially as a family man, dude, maybe it wouldn't be as bad if like you were a single guy cause you could just rebound real quick and then spend a little time in the whitetail woods and be like, all right. But I think it takes a lot of time scouting and dedication leading up to killing that deer early. And when you're focused on your gear and shooting your bow a lot and your physical condition and it's like all that shit kind of takes a back burner and it really did. And it's like, yeah, I'm super pumped. Like I don't feel like I had a bad season. I killed like a elk of my dreams. So I'm super floored, but, uh, but it is also frustrating to, you know, put in the amount of effort and time we do for the whitetails and, and, you know, not come out with one, but, lessons i had so many lessons to learn this year and super blessed I, I mean i was able to to beat a couple of mature deer at their game and, and let them slide and you know i killed them with the camera i guess yep yeah that's uh sometimes that's what it takes like because i think that that experience helps so i mean i know like i had a couple encounters for me that I I decided to put the filming and all that stuff away for this year because I'm focused on or I was focused on trying to kill a deer and didn't want any other distractions. I've spent a lot of time this year trying to eliminate distractions and thin myself out. Obviously, I took three months off of being here on the podcast because I've been really trying to get focused on stuff that I need for myself uh, to be able to have success in the future. And so I, I did that with hunting as well and took filming out of the picture. And so I had a few encounters with some good deer that I, you know, it's bow hunting. It's just like, (laughs) you know, you've got a, a buck bedded down at 30 yards and, he stays there for 20 minutes and then gets up and a coyote runs him off and you're just like, 
fuck me just bad luck dude i know <laughs> yeah i know yeah that, that's awesome though man like and i'm really i'm proud of you for doing that dude i am because like i know i'm a i'm a big uh supporter of you i really i want you to do good and uh i think it's good i mean do, are you happy with like you know with how the season has gone i mean do you feel like you like kind of upped your bar a little bit with not having the distraction of filming like was it easier or did you miss it at all uh, I did miss it just cause I love being behind a camera. Um, yeah, but, but, and then not having some of those situations on film to just kind of be able to go back and replay it in my head and say, this is what I did right. This is what I did wrong. But honestly, just the, the stress or the lack of that stress of just being able to get up in the tree, set my stand, hang, and be ready, like just ready to go, felt good. Yeah, not not having to, you know, put the camera arm up and get the camera on, make sure it's working, make sure like before every hunt that batteries are charged, SD cards are, you know, have room and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, all the things that you don't necessarily think about until it's time to, to make things happen. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I, I, I didn't miss having to do all that stuff. But like I said, I, I really miss being behind the camera in that sort of a sense. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times this year, my camera messed up on me in the tree with filming with the mirrorless. <laughs> there were so many yeah. encounters I had, dude. And then the, like the battery died. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, and I can't get the, I got gloves on my hands, can't get the battery out, you know, like it's slid up in the camera and, yep. um, I don't know. I mean, so I was really on point with that. That was one thing I learned this year with filming with that. And for some reason, man, it did not like the cold, cold weather. If it was like in the twenties, that thing was not happy at all. And I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Like, I got a, a deer coming in that I'm trying to get on film. Like. So, uh, yeah, luckily, it, you know, I got some great footage this year. I'm hoping if I can get a kill under my belt, um, I will have a, a lot of awesome footage. So that'd be sweet. Yeah. I, I have confidence that you'll make something happen. I know that you're. Well, thanks. My confidence is not at an all time. <laughs> I'll be dead honest with you, <laughs> like, but I, it's, I think, it's I think really a slippery the... slope, but yeah, I know. I know. Trust me. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the other things I guess that I did this season is, is just not being afraid of making mistakes. Uh, and whether it's getting busted or stuff like that, of just trying to get things like just trying to figure things out. Uh, this, mm -hmm. so this year was my first year hunting in a saddle. And so I hunted the, the whole season with, um, the saddle and the 0.5 i i don't have a platform um so i just use that as a hybrid and man it was it was awesome like there i could get in whatever scenario that i wanted to and i could either sit put the, the stand on the front of the tree and sit and you know run the uh saddle as a safety harness basically or yeah. hang on the backside of the tree and hunt like saddle. So, um, did I did you do good with that. With like, was that weird to you? Um, for like setting up and stuff going from being more of a, a, 
hang on style hunter? Yeah, it was, it definitely took some time to, I, I spent time outside the woods, just like contemplating different scenarios and what I like now had the capability to do, like where I could sit that previously I couldn't sit like stuff like that. And then picking trees out, um, picking where I was going to have cover and where I wasn't going to have cover, like different stuff like that. Definitely. It, it was an advantage, I think, because now I can be more creative and have more options than I could previously. Like even, especially like I would look at a tree and I'd be like, oh, it's leaning this way. And so mm-hmm. I can't sit in it because, I, right. you know, if I sat in the hang on, put it on the front of the tree and sat in the hang on, I'd be like leaning forward. I can't do that. Well, now can spin it around and sit on the backside of it. Yeah, dude. I've really I've taken to mine a lot this year too. Um I've probably been running that I would say like sixty percent and the fix forty percent. Um yeah. it's a it's a great setup in my opinion. It's like it's pretty sweet. I wish I I would have gotten a little bit bigger seat. I think I got the point seven five seat and I kinda wish I would have done the one point Um but it gets me by like, it's not like it's not, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. You know what I mean? As far as the seat comfort, I couldn't probably do more than like four hours. I would say it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, but it's also because I've I've gotten so used to, (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You might want to upgrade it, man. If you can, I don't know. I'm sure maybe it'll work something out, but it definitely does help. And it's nice having a little bit more knee pad space. I mean, did you, were you are you a leaner or a sitter? Um, I kind of try. So like, to do you put your both. knees in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I would do kind of both. Um, it just depended on one cover, how close I really want to be, like to the tree and stuff like that, or yeah. how comfortable I was, or how good right. it was. If I, <laughs> um, yeah. But what would you I prefer a, if you were cold? That's an interesting uh, question, actually. I've, what did you like better? Uh, like, I guess uh, more of like sitting or like having. Do you? I I played with my knees just against. So I've got the paracord around my seat, mm-hmm. and so I could just basically put like the top of my shin against that and lean into it that way. So I, I would okay. just unscrew like. You wouldn't flip your your seat pad around? So I tried to do, I tried to mess around with that. And I have the waist pack on the bottom of my seat. Oh, okay. Okay. And I have the tall post for the 0.5. Okay. So So it's a little, little high, I guess, for your knees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So what I did was I put paracord on the front part of like, where it's normally the Velcro straps, I put paracord there so that I could like slide, basically slide the seat forward or not the seat, Mm -hmm. sorry, the, um, the pad. And I would just unscrew or I guess screw in the leveling screw for the seat so that it was like angled, angled as far down as it could go. And then I would just slide that pad forward and then I could just kind of rest against that and it would stay there. 
if I like press back and took my knees off of it, it would just kind of stay there instead of, yeah. So I run my seat. I have a small, a a small seat cushion, like the thin one on Mm -hmm. the pad that I would normally sit on if I was going to sit in the stand. And then I have the thick one on the bottom. And when I'm sitting in it, I'm primarily a sitter. So like when I get set up to to actually hunt out of the 0.5, I flip that pad up against, so it's vertical. And then with having the standard post, it, I can put my knees directly into that thing. And then I just sit down. And when it's really cold, I feel like it kind of helps because I can keep my legs together. I can like kind of like just keep my hands in my jacket and I just sit and I keep my arms you know, at my side and then my knees are warm too. Cause they're against the pad. I don't know. I mean, yeah. for me, no. like that's the best way for me to sit still in a saddle. And I don't know, whenever I see something coming, then I just stand up slowly and, you know, get into kill mode. Yeah. I, I think that I, I have some adjustments and stuff to make. Uh, and I having the taller seat post definitely, was not an advantage i mean it is when i sit but it's not because i i even tried so if i flip the seat up and i tried to put my knees against the tree or anything and then i run the cam buckle and so then that's in the way because it's like perfectly right where i would like my knees go into the tree if i have my feet right up against it and so it was just it, there was again a lot of trying to figure stuff out this year uh with, yeah, with some of that stuff error. so that's cool but i mean i i enjoyed it i really liked having again the the options and yeah the different it is like the different probably ones. one of the i think it's one of the best like preparedness mobile setups you could have just for whatever scenario you run into and yeah. it's lightweight. It packs well. I mean, but yeah, enough about that. So <laughs> let's get into like, you know, next year. I mean, what yeah. do you got set up? I mean, what what are your, uh, what do you envision next year looking like? Do you have any plans or any, uh, so, any goals that you'd like to see met? I think one of my, one of the things I've already been looking at is actually going to the, uh, USA Pro Am Steel okay. for both my sticks and the stand. Yeah. Um just to get get rid of the cam buckles. Mm-hmm. I I've run the buckle list for a, an entire season and it was okay. I just ran into like there was a lot of trees that I tried to get into that I just with the buck or with the buckle list I would run out of rope or not rope but uh strap strap or yeah because you need it to tie yeah and then i know that you can buy like the super long ones but then you end up with a bunch of tag ends (laughs) yeah and a lot i mean a lot of times i feel like i hunt small trees like very rarely am i hunting big trees um it's nice to have it though i mean i think i've been i switched to um the Amsteel Trucker Daisies from uh, Real Deal Amsteel. And I ran okay. them all season, dude. They were awesome. They were, I had a few products this year that really stuck out to me. Um, they were great. They're um, a little bit different. I feel like the the US Amsteels are probably easier to use 
but these things got it super tight. It's like a daisy chain. And then you just have to do one extra thing. You just loop it around. The the, uh, yeah. And then you can cinch it tight. So it, it gets just as tight as a cam strap. But for me, I will always use a cam strap on my stand or uh platform just for yeah. like adjustment ability on the fly. I just, I don't know. It, like whatever. I'm not worried about the weight for that. It's, but I don't know. Try it out, dude. Yeah. I mean, everybody, different yeah. strokes for different folks. I mean, um, I think they're I, a I'm great interested tool. To I've see, seen a lot of guys use them. I'm, I'm just interested to see with trying to hang up the 0.5 with it, how, how that goes. I mean, it's supposed to be, be the same. Um, and I, I trust it. It's not, it's not that factor of like, some people are sketched out about, using that instead of a cam buckle or whatever it's yeah, more about I'm, the being able to use the, the stand the way that i want to as far as like being able to cam it in or getting it like the you know the pictures of one tooth being on the tree when it's like a crooked tree or stuff like that how well it's right. gonna set uh but the only way to know is to mess around with it so yeah yeah, I think they're a great tool. Um, is there any other uh, like cool like gadgets or any cool uh, new gear that you added to the arsenal this year that you liked or disliked? Um, I, I so I shot. I did shoot one doe. I don't know. I don't. I think that was. Not October, so I don't think we ever talked about that. I shot a doe. Uh, she was 20 yards quartering away, and I hit her with... Uh, so I shot the Havoc broadheads this year, and I broke the opposite side shoulder, and she ran, I think, 100 yards and piled up. Um, nice. But but that was... She, she ran... It was a like a field edge she ran straight down the field edge so it was like once the, once they have that head of steam they they can just yeah. keep going um, yeah i don't care if you hard shoot them dude i've had them run 50 yeah. 60 with a hard shot i mean right um and so that i was really happy with that uh they're pretty sweet and then um what else did i the stand release was something that was different this year uh the click release okay I like that um is it I, a I mean like a thumb or what yeah it's the the what is it the stan onyx okay i'm um, out of the loop so, dude and i'm sorry uh, <laughs> as far as archery gear goes like i don't know i'm like tried and true like sticking with what i got yeah i so it has a a click in it like a uh hinge like a does. hinge release mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and so i really liked having that it it just really gets you focused in on your shot process and stuff like that at least that's the purpose of something it. something about those clickers and the hinge releases give me target panic i don't know why <laughs> they do though i it does I, the opposite see, of what it's if, supposed to do yeah, if you want to see some funny shit, watch me shoot a hinge one time. Because you know you never know what you're gonna get. I can shoot great like four or five times, and then I'll completely just 
missed terribly. I was always afraid <laughs> to like draw down with those things. Like it's just a nightmare to me. Yeah. Like let um, down. Like, uh huh. Oh, I could not do yeah. that with my bow. There's no way I'd be sending arrows all over the place. Uh, that's what's cool about the that this release is like you can go. So once it clicks, you can still let it back off and then push the uh, I don't know whatever you call the the little button thing on the bottom to reset it. So then you can let it back down with no problem. Oh, nice. And like it. And it can hook onto your G loop and it'll stay on there. Like that's some of the stuff that I've hated in the past. It's not being able to just hang it on my bow and leave it there. Right. And this one you um, can. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to think. And it's like, so it basically, it like has a hook and then like a, like a catch on it. Instead yeah. of mm-hmm. the way like a uh, a knock to it like locks all the way across inside of it, so you can have it basically like locked, and then you can hook it on the D loop. So it's not like a because I found myself trying to put the knock to it on the D loop and like <laughs> pushing it against like getting the D loop caught in the middle of it, and I couldn't get it hooked on there. <laughs> it's okay. like that those are like the panic moments right um but this one it just like I, I don't know even know how to explain it you you can have the the release fully set and then it'll still it just like i don't know it's uh it's like pressurized essentially sorry i'm looking at all my stuff trying <laughs> in the garage trying to think of what, I'm, what I'm else looking I, at you looking all over the garage <laughs> Um, oh, well, one of the things that I actually really used a lot was the, uh, silky pocket boy saw. Oh, nice. Got, yeah. They're awesome. Like at the end of, I think last year, dude, my, so my buddy that I was out in Montana with, we both had one, I think it's the exact same one. And we picked out this spot to put the tent up and there was like this deadfall that was probably all of like eight to ten inches thick we were like fuck it and so we both went at it with both our saws and sawed this bitch off (laughs) so that we could put our tent there without having to worry about that tree falling on us at night yeah uh and so and they cut right quick work yeah oh yeah they are kick-ass man i know i did some work that like Probably you probably should have used a chainsaw, but I wore my arms out and uh, and used my yeah. I had the gomboy is the one I got. But I think this off season I am I'm going to pick up one of those pocket boys, man, because they're pretty kick ass. Um, yeah, and they're light, and they're I mean, like they I make put, one that's really slick pack. looking. Did you get the one with the wood handle or did or what? No, <laughs> no. You I no. figured you would. I know I know your style, dude. <laughs> I figured you were going to grab that special edition one. Um. I'm trying to think who has it. Uh, I know that you know of him, but Josh Sampson, he has one. It's sexy looking, man. Okay. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I want to get one of them. No, mine's just like uh, the black rubber handle. Yeah. That's better than the orange. I got, I always was worried about how bright and shiny mine is. Like if you could see it with the sun hitting, it's like trying to, you know, trim out a lane in this bucks watcher and the sun <laughs> glimpse off of this saw going back and forth. Yeah, but. it's I I definitely again back to like 
getting into the right tree and stuff like that, having that tool, you're yeah, like I mean, you're looking at even like four inch thick limbs, and you're like, ah, fuck, I, I'm getting Dude, right there, yeah, like, and I'm you getting got, that like, thing out of my way. Yeah, and and honestly, it's quieter than any saw I've used. It's like yep. you can do a lot with one streak of that thing coming back. It's they're very impressive. Very yeah, very I, uh worthwhile tool to have like for what they cost. Like yeah, they're they're not cheap but they're not over the top expensive either. So, if you guys don't have one, it's a it's a definite uh, awesome tool to add to your arsenal. We're not um, marketed or affiliated with with uh <laughs> with with uh, could their saws in any way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't. I don't know uh, if I told you or not, but we uh we did um get lined up with a uh, painted arrow. So um yeah, I, that's yeah. they've been a couple of my favorite products that I've added. Um, uh, got a, a ton of great stuff. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure I've you've checked it. out. I haven't of used it. any of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I mean I think that that again back to what we were talking about earlier being able to streamline things take away distractions and whatever like having that a smaller like camera camera arm like all that stuff being more not just efficient but like less like stuff to mess with um yeah i think would be it, it just makes that like whole process easier Without having to yeah. worry about SD SD cards, batteries, like all that stuff, you just got a phone and you just got to mm-hmm. make sure it's charged. You could just bring an auxiliary battery pack with you, and it'd be so yeah, much less crap. Exactly. I know. I'm I'm in the same boat, dude. I've really been analyzing like my setups, and you know, when I do hunt with the saddle instead of the stand, it's like how much extra crap I got to do, um, and movement and everything, and. I don't know, man. I've been really hard on myself. Like I know for a fact, one of the, one of the farms that I hunted, like I was just trying to kill a late season doe. They totally are figuring out, they've figured out like how I'm accessing it and they're betting accordingly. And when I go in there, I don't see them. Yeah. Very, that's very weird. And like, it's really not that bad of an access, but like to hunt the spot that I'm trying to hunt, like you kind of have to be in the open at some point. There's no other way around it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And it's also gotten a lot of pressure from other people. So I feel like it, it wasn't like all my fault. But just just being able to like understand an issue. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, yep. it's a good weather day. The wind's good. Nothing busted me on the way in that I know of. And, you know. I've got a camera there and there's deer, like 10 deer in the field, you know, the night prior, the couple nights every night before that. So I'm definitely doing something wrong. So I I think that's, you know, something to take away. It's like, you know, being able to beat yourself up every once in a while and, you know, know that you're not doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I had a conversation about this earlier is like when you just, Step one, right, is the recognition and being cognizant of like the fact of what's going on. And step two is having the ability to problem solve. So like you have all these pieces, you're noticing all these different things and like you have the knowledge and the intelligence to be able to say, 
look, they're, they've got me figured out. All these different things are happening. So I'm going to now turn it around and do all these things differently and see what happens. Right. Yeah. No, I just gave up on it. I'll be honest. <laughs> you you got to know when to throw that, in the towel. Hey, that, you, you do. I mean, like a viable that, option in itself. It's like, are you just, you know, there's got to be a time where you're like, all right, like time to move on. I'm, I'm wasting my time. Um, let these deer be somebody else's problem. (laughs) Yeah, literally dude. Like I think, uh, for whatever reason, like a couple of the farms that have been really good to me, um, I think they've been getting poached and it, and it really shows it's, it's just terrible. It's been, been a tough, been a tough go on, at least on a couple of these places. So I think next year, my plans moving forward are like not be quite as picky. Um, in the early season, like be okay with shooting something that might not be a, a booner or, or, you know, like, you know, my, my goals are kind of high. And I think if I'm going to have those high goals, I think that it should be in another area where there's more deer like that. So I'm trying to go to possibly Kansas next year and uh, Illinois or Indiana. I'm on the fence about those, but I want to make at least two out of tri- out of state trips next year, um, like probably during the rut, maybe like one late October, um, and then you know sometime in November, and just go with I the think, flow. Yeah, and I, like that goes back to the previous conversation of like if you've got your Kentucky tag filled, it's so much easier to make those trips, like yeah. <laughs> without that thing yeah. hanging over your head, knowing like. By the time I get home and can hunt Kentucky again, because then it's like, you know, if you go on these out-of-state trips, once you get home, you're not going to be able to turn around and go right back in the woods like we already talked about with like right. going out west and stuff. So by that time, you're like, I'm not even going to be able to hunt again until late season. And <laughs> yeah, and here, we, here we are is. again. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It so, was, you know, no, honestly, dude. It's a lot of fun hunting late season when there's snow, but like here, yep. like in Kentucky where I'm located, it, it like kind of sucks because it's like you get like this shit weather. We're in late season, like you, you know, it's it's fun to hunt late season if there's like snow and it's easier to pattern deer. But like we got like freaking what like some most of the the winter for us here has been like in the 60s and stuff. Like it's yeah, just it's, hasn't been very favorable. So I mean. You gotta, you can't beat mother nature, man. I mean, I think a lot of times like the weather just hasn't been that great for deer movement. Um, and I'm not like making excuses by any means. It's just, you know, some, sometimes I think some years are going to be that way. Uh, Honestly, it might be that way going forward. Thanks a lot. Global warming, but, uh, (laughs) we won't go down that road. But because it, yeah. it, it has been that way for the last several years where I feel like the same type of thing has come up again and again and again, where it's like, oh, it's been too hot during November and the rut hasn't happened and all these different. They are excuses, but. It goes right back to that previous conversation of like, OK, if that's how it's going to be, recognize it and problem solve. So how are we going to figure out because it's the deer don't just hunker down because it's warm in November. They're, they're still going to do the shit that they're going to do 
we just have to figure out what that is. Absolutely. And I feel like I would rather, if I've got a tag in my pocket and I've filled my tag in Kentucky, I'd rather go, you know, to Illinois somewhere where it's colder in late season and give that a go. And and I also feel like I, I'm not able to dedicate all of my effort when I'm hunting at home. Like when I'm at my home state, I can't spend the time and like put all of myself into hunting like I could had I been on an out-of-state trip where I'm more dedicated to like what I'm doing. And I think like I wonder... when you're, you're hunting at your home state, you're like, okay, I went out in the morning and it's not the rut. I'm going to go out in the evening, but then you get caught up with all this family shit. And then in the evening you get caught up with this. And then like maybe instead like of having a, a game plan and like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. And then just that's maybe it's just me and like my random, you know, mind but i i think it's the truth i think i would rather have that time and dedicate that much more energy to a, a five-day hunt and not be afraid of bumping stuff it's like all right i'm gonna go all out i got three days bam and like sink or swim that that actually is a really good point and something that i hadn't really thought of because it's like i mean you're right where whether it's like a five day hunt or whatever, you're you're going in, you're scouting, 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 figuring out whatever you have to figure out, and then you're hunting it either that night or the next morning or however it plays out. But at home it's like, oh, I'm gonna go scouting on Monday morning and then you don't get to hunt till like Wednesday evening and then maybe you go out Thursday morning, but then you can't get back out until Sunday and then it's like maybe it maybe what you and I need to do is like say just like break things up into blocks whether it's in October and November or whatever and just be like hey I'm dedicating these five days to trying to make it happen and yeah so whatever that looks like whether it's scouting or hunting or you know based on whatever information we have but maybe making some more dedicated yeah. Like I think it's consecutive it'd be better too. days. Right. And then like the wives and stuff are like, okay, look, I've already, I've made this plan. This is what I'm going to do this week and that week. And then you got me. Okay, cool. Whatever. Just easier all around. I think, um, I know I pissed my wife off this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but you there's, know, there's you no, there's learn, no getting You're around like, that. It's just levels. It's like, it's just like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really aggressive uh and go hunt here and there. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. It was definitely like the year of like family plans for me. I will say that, but whatever. It it's you know, and, and it's really cool like I talking with Heath. Uh I wish you were on for that episode. You would have really liked that one. Um but like he said, man, he's like, you know, you got all this time. Uh, to hunt and like we're we're both young dudes i mean eventually like we're gonna be able to do that when our our kids are a little bit more grown up and we'll be able to to go off and do these kind of things and it's like i think we, a lot of times we live in that like small like oh well I, like i need to do it now like i you know we put on a i know i do i put on unnecessary uh pressure to like want to get it done it's like yeah that's great and all but like you know what's more important 
you know, like my family's more important. That's my number one. So it is what it is, man. Like, Hey, that's, you know, I'm, I've been very lucky and so be it. I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. It's like, I'm not a bad <laughs> honor, but sometimes you feel that way. Yeah. I mean, for me with, I, I do the same thing, but I, I have put a lot of pressure on myself just because I'm that like, I can't call myself like the late onset hunter, you know, like that term gets thrown around because I have hunted for all my life, but like the seriousness of it. Right. And like that, that flip or the switch that I flipped in like 2019, where I was like, all right, I'm dedicating a lot of time to this. And so, yeah, I feel a lot of pressure because I don't have all the, that experience and like the, the success that, you know, I, that you see everywhere, right. It's always in front of your face on social media yeah. and on the internet and whatever. Um, but like, that's a whole other fucking podcast. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really is ridiculous though. Like, and I think, um, I saw it posted somewhere today that I really liked. And it was like, you know, just imagine like 10 years ago, we had no clue, no clue, like what anybody did, you know what I mean? Or like what our neighbors did or killed. It was just like, you know, and now we can see everybody and it's just unrealistic, man. Like we're living through all these other people that you don't even know what their situation is, you know? Yeah. And we're like normal uh... people with normal jobs and, there's some people out there that are able to do it with like, and you know, hats off to them, but you can really, you really do appreciate it. Right. Like looking at it now and like understanding how much effort goes in where I think a lot of people that haven't killed, like they don't get it. They don't, they can't appreciate what goes in and what those people have done to get to where they are, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a lot of sacrifice and yeah, I, I saw a meme earlier that was absolutely perfect for this. Okay, are you ready? So it said, my friend went and got a tattoo on his arm that said, the comparison is the thief of joy. And he said, I think I'm going to go get the same tattoo, but just get it a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, I think that was, yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man. No, I mean... It's uh it, it's been fun, dude. Uh it's been a fun year. I, I feel like I uh I'm kind of ready for it to end, if I'm being honest. Um tomorrow morning will, might be my last morning sit unless something crazy happens. I just kind of want to throw a Hail Mary because I just I seen my target buck move, I think I mentioned earlier, like around eight thirty in the morning. Um a few I don't know, I guess like five, six days ago. And, um, I was sitting on the couch feeling like a total asshole, uh, yeah. because I've really wanted to go hunting that morning and I didn't because me and the wife were going out that evening. And I'm like, if I go out, man, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of turning into an old man a little bit. If I hunt, if I get up at like four <laughs> or five, uh, I'm like kind of worthless in, in the evening. So, um, no, but, and of I, course, I completely you know, get that. he's got my schedule, so. I'm going to throw a, a curve in there tomorrow and just throw a random sit and see how it goes. <laughs> Good luck. Thank I, you. 
I Thank hope, you. I hope that he uh, has the wrong schedule. Yeah, I don't care if a doe shows up. She's she's gonna uh, get the blade. Um, yeah, I'm just I just want to go have fun, dude. That's kind of where I'm at in the year. I'm like, put a doe at 20 yards. Like I'm just gonna send it. I got one more doe tag left. So I think like the last four times I've sat, I'm like, if there's a squirrel that sits in one spot for too long, <laughs> fucking toast. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't. I, don't I thought care. I was gonna get a turkey the other day. I, oh, you I messaged me. Yeah. I'll, like, yeah, I'll just drop a hundred yard bomb on the, that flock of turkeys. You probably hit one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guarantee you would have. Yeah. Um, oh man. As far as well, dude, I know I didn't really say what it's like for next year, or I guess it's technically this year now. Th- this year? Uh, yeah. Next season. I mean, I plan on go back to Colorado to hunt elk. Um, get a wolf tag. Other than, yeah, right. Not yet. <laughs> Got to wait for Silver until Colorado's begging for people to come to come kill them because there's so many. And they're killing all you the know cattle. It's, you know it's coming. But I mean, other than that, I think it's going to be just really again i'm i would like to go out of state and do all those things but if i don't kill in the next two weeks here i'm i'm really gonna try and crunch it down even more and just try and be successful here before i venture out and do anything else so if i if i make it happen early then i'll take the step forward i'm not gonna try and make any plans ahead of time and get ahead of myself to where I'm like worried about doing this and worried about doing that. And then I end up spreading myself too thin again. Yeah, man. Elk hunting was just so awesome, dude. I'm like, I yeah. cannot wait to go do that again. That was the most fun I've had in a long time. It's just yeah, beautiful. Awesome. man. I don't, I don't think I've ever been somewhere that like, was just like changed your whole life. Like just going somewhere and spending time out there. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, that was my first time to Montana and I, so I, I drove there and back by myself. So a lot, a lot of, of driving time. by yourself, mm-hmm. a lot of windshield How many time days? by yourself. How many days did it take uh, you to get there? I mean, it was what, 30 hours, I think to get to where I started. Um, and so. I I mean it was it only it probably took me thirty five hours maybe I did I I don't sleep <laughs> okay so I I stopped at like a rest stop, I stopped at a gas station or rest stop or whatever and slept for like three hours and then finished it out so yeah. I know it was a long ride got, for us yeah I got there at like five a.m. five thirty or something like that <laughs> right as a uh, the other guys got up or woke up to get ready to go climb the mountain. So as soon as I got pulled in, it was like, all right, get your shit. We're going, we're leaving. So it was no, uh, no rest whatsoever, but yeah, that was doing or having all that time to just kind of think and process and whatever, just being out there is is just something else. Just once you get out to like, South Dakota, I feel like the whole ride is cool as shit. Just driving. 
It's totally yeah. different than being around here. It's just so open. I don't know. I, I've tried to get anybody that can do it to go out and do it. I I drove. So I left from Bozeman and, and like, is that, right, where, is that like the area you were around Bozeman? Um, I kind of was all, all over like the Southeast side okay. of, or the Southeast area. So like Bozeman, big sky, um, down in that area. Cause we, I mean, I but, drove right through that area. Yeah. Um, we, we were on kind of both sides. I was down like on the West side of Yellowstone. Okay. Like even far down there. Yeah. I, uh, but, I went to the wrong Yellowstone airport to pick my wife up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I there was more God, than dude. one. That's funny. Yeah. Well, apparently there is, there's a really yeah. small one, but dude, it took me in the, the most beautiful drive ever going into that airport. And I should have stayed on the, the main highway that goes into Bozeman, but I got off and I didn't even think about it. Cause I'm like a little Asian tourist, just snapping pictures of the mountains and <laughs> like just enjoying myself and the ride and, you know, all happy and shit. And next thing you know, I'm calling her like at the airport and I'm like, where are you at? She's like, I'm outside. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm like, is there construction going on outside? And she's like, no. I'm like, fuck. Like, <laughs> what? So where Are were you? Serious? Where were you at? Dude, I was like an hour and a half away from that airport. And it's it was a long like hour and a half. But yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, after driving for like eight hours to get to that point, yeah, it was long. Like <laughs> oh God. I was so angry. I don't think I've been that angry in a while. I was just like, yeah, just ready to like <laughs> stop driving and like have a couple beers and chill with my wife. And I'm like, fuck man. Like, Oh my God. Not, like, why? not why? Why? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So make sure you're going the right place when you're searching on YouTube or uh, on YouTube yeah. on, <laughs> on Google maps. But yeah, well, dude, it's, it's been a blast having you having you back on, man. Um, I know. Hopefully, we can we can still catch up here and there. Uh, I know your schedule's busy, but I mean, whenever uh, you've got some time or whatever, and you know you can make it happen, just let me know. And I know a, a lot of our guests have reached out, and uh, you know, I've I've asked a lot of my buddies like what some of their favorite episodes that we've done now, and uh, a lot a lot of them have said like stuff that just you and I have done. So. I uh, I appreciate that, and I appreciate all you guys out there um, supporting us. Thank you for 2023. It was a great year, tons of growth. Uh, appreciate all you all you new listeners um, and and all of our old listeners too. Yeah, I was I would just want to say uh, thank you to everybody just for the support and all the love that we get all the time. And I just wanted to say too that. Now that I'm back, or I guess back on, if you guys hate it, just let us know and I'll just leave forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's not, we don't, just, we don't really have enough in the budget for the two of us, you know, yeah. since we got Biden in and he's, he's just screwing up all of our finances. Um, hey, we, no. only, only for the rest of the year. Yeah. Let's, let's, we, let's hope got we one have year him. Left. 
we're going to do another podcast, Logan, on if we're going to have an election or not. <laughs> okay, deal. Oh, God. <laughs> I think people will probably um, enjoy that conversation. I, I wonder, man. I always try to like not bring politics into this, but you know, I feel like the majority of us feel the same as outdoorsmen. And uh, I don't if even you don't think it's consider, uh, I don't even think that anymore. at this point, like if you support Biden, <laughs> just stop listening to the podcast. I'm sorry, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, if you're an American, right? But uh, yeah, on that note, <laughs> man, yeah, let's not uh, get can- let's not get kicked off the internet. That's that's right. Yeah. Thanks for we all don't the need support. To be... We will be shutting down from that. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our final episode. No. Yeah. No. Uh, we got some great stuff coming, guys. Um, tons of. Uh, I've got a, a pretty good lineup. I had a lot of guys that just weren't able to uh, to get on, and I had a lot of guys ask me if I can have them on in January. So we've been kind of like you know trying to push for some of these guys to get on in January and February. So. Hang with us. Um, hope you guys are having a great new year. Hope you had a great hunting season. Uh, feel free to tag us in anything and any of your posts and uh, let us know how your season went. And uh, with that being said, we're going to close this one out. Logan, it was good having you on, man. We'll uh, catch up soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for joining us this week, guys. Really appreciate all of you out there. Hope you're having a great new year so far. If your season's still kicking and you're getting after it, wish you the best of luck. Please tag us in any of your success. Uh, We really, really love seeing that and uh, just getting to see how many people are checking us out. Um, Thank you for a a great previous year. Had a ton of growth. I really do appreciate each and every one of you listening. I want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors as well. Lone Wolf Custom Gear, Timberwolf Supply Company, and Painted Arrow Outdoors. Hope you guys are on the mailing list from Lone Wolf. Uh, this is their 40th year anniversary, so there's a lot of cool products that will be coming out this year. Uh, we'll have some good giveaways coming up too as well. So stay tuned for all that. I'm going to close today's episode out with a quote that I really liked. I felt like it applied really well to this one. That's from Theodore Roosevelt. He says, nothing in the world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, and difficulty. I have never in my life envied a person who led an easy life. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Really look forward to catching up with y'all and uh, hope you have a great day.